G'day, g'day! Welcome to Game Day Gabe. I'm your host, Gabe the Babe, and you're about to get an insight to the college football world. What's up, and welcome to the pod this week. This is episode 9, and I'm excited to bring you another episode today. So let's get right into it today. First up, I need to talk about BYU and their struggling defense. We haven't addressed this issue yet, but we need to fire our defensive coordinator or he needs to change his scheme dramatically because it hasn't worked. Notre Dame ran all over us, threw all over us, especially on third downs. Arkansas ran all over us, and they threw all over us, especially on third downs too. This problem needs to stop. I think what the problem is is the weak zone because every time we play the zone, there's always an open man who slips through it And they find it and get the easy first down. It just doesn't work. So I think we need to play man-on-man and or something else. Or we need to blitz and put pressure on the quarterback. Because we've barely put any pressure on the quarterback. And that's what really helps. So that's what BYU needs to do. It's really upsetting that we haven't been doing too well the past two weeks. But I'm staying loyal. I'm a BYU fan all the way. I hope we can bounce back next week at Liberty. We need to change our defensive scheme from a zone to something else, like man. I think that would seriously work. And we need to get pressure on the quarterback. This is our main problem that's been this this season. In all three games that we've lost, they've been against good teams who've known how to run and pass really well against us. And it's because we don't have a very good defense. Our offense is just fine. Some... Our defense is the problem. Special teams, too. We need to get a good kicker, a reliable one. I think Jake Oldroyd has it in him, except he's just on a slump right now. But we've seen what he's capable of, going going, um, perfect on field goals for the season. It's what he did in 2020. I really hope he can bounce back and make some field goals for us. I think he has to place kicking job back, but we'll see. On to the game against Liberty. Liberty's receiving votes in the AP poll. They're 6-1. and one. They're no pushover. It's going to be tough. Tough, tough. Because we're playing at the East Coast. So it's a new time um, time zone. And we're playing in the afternoon. Not at home. And it's going to be kind of weird. And Liberty's a pretty good team. So I think they have just as good a chance to win as we do. I think if our defense really shows up in that game will win. But if it's just our offense again and our defense does what they did against Arkansas and Notre Dame and Oregon, then we're going to lose. Because literally, Liberty's got a good offense and good defense. They almost beat Wake Forest. They barely lost because they went for two instead of kicking an extra point. But anyway, I think that will win. But our defense has to show up in this game. Otherwise, I'm not so sure. But Come on, Cougs. I know we can bounce back. We can still make it to 10 wins on the season and keep the streak going. I really want that to happen. So come on, BYU. Get that inspiration and motivation and win a game this week. Let's go, Cougs! We had the game of the year in college football last week. Alabama won at Tennessee, and Tennessee won 52-49 to on a knuckleball field goal in the last second to give them the win. This was easily the game of the year so far. I mean, 52-49, to this was a huge shootout. 
Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker dueled it out the whole game. Hendon Hooker had time to throw, and he threw five touchdowns, all to Jalen Hyatt, and Bryce Young narrowly escaped tackles many times and got throws off. But Tennessee still got the win. They had a crazy game. After the game, the fans tore down the goalpost and threw it in the river. I've never seen that happen before. It's crazy. It was such a crazy game that they must have done something like that to celebrate. Tennessee's definitely done really good this year. They've exceeded expectations, and now they're number three in the new rankings. So good job to them. That was a great, great game. Some other good games that we had were USC at Utah. Utah got the win 43-42 to because they went for two on the final play of their possession. So there was 40 seconds left, and it was fourth and goal from their one-yard line. And Utah was down 35-42. to They decided to go for it, a quarterback keeper, and Cam Rising got in. So they were down 41-42, and instead of kicking a field goal with 40 seconds left, they decided to go for two. Somehow... They got it because their quarterback did another scramble and he narrowly avoided tacklers to get in the end zone. So they went up 43-42 to and then they stopped USC on numerous attempts throwing down the field to secure the win. So that was a good job to Utah. They'd show up the whole season and they could have been good. Too bad they lost against Florida and UCLA because they didn't show up. Another huge game that was a ranked on ranked. All three of these have been ranked on rank, but this one was Oklahoma State at TCU. This was a crazy game, crazy game. You know how it was. TCU got the win 43-40 to in overtime. It was absolutely outrageous. So Oklahoma State had a 4th and 9 in overtime, um, and they got it and s- scored a touchdown to tie the game. And then it went to double overtime. Sorry, it was double overtime. And I believe Oklahoma State got a field goal, and then TCU got a walk-off touchdown run. So that was really good for them. TCU stays undefeated, and now they jumped up to number 8 in the rankings. So this is good for the Big 12. They have an undefeated team still waiting, still has a chance to get in the playoff. And it also helps BYU because we joined the Big 12, and it's going to be so nice joining the Big 12. There's going to be other teams joining. It's gonna, When we first join, it's going to have Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas State, Kansas, Cincinnati, Houston. I mean, some great teams that we have good competition against. And it'll be considered as Power 5 games because the Big 12 is a Power 5 conference. It's so much better than playing an independent schedule where it's two losses and you're done for the year. You're going to a stupid... Nobody knows about a bowl game, whereas in the Big 12, you still have a chance to compete for the Big 12 championship, and that's great because then you have a chance to revive your season, make it in your sixth bowl, and, and who knows, maybe the playoff someday. But it's so much better than BYU's layout so far because at our at this point, our season's done. We have no motivation to play for. In the Big 12, we could still compete for a championship at this point. That's why it's going to be so nice. And we get to play the great games, too, playing at Texas or hosting Texas, you know, Baylor and TCU. We used to have a big rivalry with TCU, and so it's good. It'll be good to renew that. I'm excited to see how that goes. And they also might add some other teams like 
maybe Utah, maybe Arizona State or Arizona. I mean, it'd be great if they added Utah because then we'd play them every year and that rivalry would still keep on going. Unlike the rivalry against Utah State, because here's the stat for you. In 2012, Taysom Hill suffered a season-ending injury to Utah State. Same in 2014 and 2016. And then in 2017, they gave Bo Hodge a season-ending injury. In 2018, we benched a quarterback in that game, finally. In 2019, they gave Jaron Hall a concussion. In 2021, um, they gave Baylor Romney a concussion, and he didn't start for any more games the rest of the year. Actually, except for the bowl game. But, man, he had to... He wasn't healthy the rest of it, and in 2022, they hurt Jarnall's right shoulder. And that's what affects us, because he wasn't on his A game against Arkansas or Notre Dame. He still had good games, but he could have been better. So, Utah State needs to stop injuring our quarterbacks, or we need to stop playing them. That's why we joined the Big 12, play a Power 5 schedule, and some other teams, and it, it'll be great. So that's why I'm so excited for BYU to join the Big 12 next year. It'll be really good. The 12-team college football playoff is coming. It could not come at a better time because with us joining the Big 12, it'll make an impact. The, the, championship, the champion of the Big 12 conference game gets an automatic bid in the playoff. And even then, there are six at-large bids to be had in the new format. So I believe it goes the top four teams um, are the highest ranked in the college football playoff rankings. They're the highest ranked conference champions. And then, so, the top six are five of the power five, and the sixth conference champion is the highest ranked group of five champion. So, the f top four get into the bye week for one to four, and then the other eight spots the two conference championships get automatic bids, and then there are six more at-larges. And the rankings um, are determined by the committee, and they choose who gets to go where. And the bonus about being ranked 5 to 12 is that you either get to play at a another team's home, but the big benefit is playing when you're seeded 5 to 8, you get to play at your home and it's you have the home field advantage and it's a playoff game at home it's it's unheard of it's never happened before and it'll be a great change to the college football world i think it'll be great um and then from there the winners of those there are eight peop eight teams left and it's also played at home so the seeds one to four will probably get a game at home as well so they're still motivated to get a high seed instead of it being neutral and then I think what they should do after that, the winners of those will square off like the semifinal. That'll be played at um, some neutral site bowl games like the Rose Bowl and the Cotton Bowl or something. And then after the semifinal, the championship is always played at um, uh, a new location each year. And the other New Year's Six Bowl games will just turn into normal bowl games. Still pretty good. But I think that's a great format that they've come up with, and I'm excited to see how it works. It could not come out at a better time. Let's go, Cougs! Welcome to Pick'em Week 8. I'm Gabe the Babe, and I'm ready to share you my insights and picks for this week in college football. So first up, we have number 21-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats at SMU Mustangs. I'm picking Cincinnati to win because they've been consistent so far this season. 
their only one loss is to Arkansas. So they've they've picked it up this season, so I'm picking them to win this game. Next up, Toledo Rockets at Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills is oh <laughs> I read that wrong. It's Buffalo Bulls, but I was gonna say Buffalo Bills is a cool name. But I'm gonna pick Toledo in this game because their offense has been explosive. It put up 21 points against Ohio State, and, I mean, that's pretty good. So, I'm going to pick them to win this game. Next up, number 7 ranked Ole Miss Rebels at LSU Tigers. Let's go. This will be an awesome game because LSU's home is the Death Valley. That's their stadium, and it really gives them an advantage when they play at home. And so, thing is, Ole Miss barely squeaked out a win last week over Auburn and they didn't look too dominant but they've been consistent this year and just saying I'm gonna pick Ole Miss to win this game because I don't think LSU has enough to get the upset but they could I'm it's a very real possibility SL LSU gets the upsets here in Death Valley that could happen but Ole Miss has been really good this year they're 7-0 and undefeated and overall they're a better team so I'm going to pick them in this game. Next up, number 9 ranked UCLA Bruins at number 10 Oregon Ducks. Woo! This is a big game. This is going to be a huge one because college game day is going here. Gabe's game is going here, if that means anything. Doesn't my podcast. Anyway, this game is huge because UCLA is 6-0. They're undefeated. And Oregon is 5-1. and Their one loss being to Georgia who's a very good team, mind you. So I think Oregon's really picked it up since that loss against Georgia, and they've bounced back very well. And UCLA, they've played some good teams, but I don't think they've played a team like Oregon yet. Plus, Oregon has the home field advantage where Autzen Stadium gives them a huge one, and I think that they're going to be too much for UCLA in this game. But college game day is going here. We'll see a lot of previews of this game, and it's going to be a good one, so tune into that one. I'm picking Oregon. Next up, number 20 ranked Texas Longhorns at number 11, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, that's a good game. I'm going to go with Texas because Texas has Bijan Robinson, they have Quinn Ewers, and they have Xavier Worthy. Those three important positions are very good. And they're a very talented team. They have a good head head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, who played quarterback at BYU, won the Cotton Bowl for us. So I like Texas. And our family used to live in Texas before. So let's go Longhorns. I'm picking them to win this game because Oklahoma State just came off a tough loss at TCU to end their undefeated run at the season. And even though Texas had a close game last week, they looked so dominant against Oklahoma that it's really hard to pick them to lose any more games this year. So I'm going with Texas. Go Longhorns on this one. Okay, Memphis Tigers at number 25, Tulane Green Wave. Tulane's ranked for the first time this year. Or maybe second. I don't know. But they're doing really good. They're 6-1. and one. They beat Kansas State, who's a really good team. And they've looked really dominant in their games in their schedule, which is kind of weak, but they've played well, like really well enough to be ranked um, ahead of other teams like BYU. 
So I'm going to pick them to win this game at home because Memphis has been iffy. They've been up and down this year, and I don't think they're good enough to get the upset at Tulane. So I'm going to pick Tulane for this one. But, yeah, that's basically it. On to the next game. BYU Cougars at Liberty Flames. Huge game, huge game, everyone. It's going to be a crazy game, crazy game. The East Coast starts at 1.30 Mountain Time. And um, this game is going to be pretty good because BYU is 4-3, but, but they have close losses. And if we figure out our defense, then we have a good shot at this game. I think our offense is really, really good. I hope Jake DeMake is back, which helps our special teams. It's just our defense that's our one lingering problem. So if we can get that sorted out, I think we're going to win. Besides, I never pick BYU to lose the game on this podcast. No, sir. I'm going to pick BYU to go on the road and get the win. And Liberty's receiving ranks in the college football rankings, so they're pretty good. They're 6-1, and one, and they almost beat Wake Forest. That's their one loss this year. If they'd beat Wake Forest, they'd be undefeated and probably ranked. So, they're a good team. Next up, it's Minnesota Golden Gophers at number 16, Penn State Nitty Lions. Penn State's just come off a tough blowout loss at Michigan. And I'm picking them to bounce back this week because they didn't play very good. But... Their, their defense should play so well this game because Minnesota's without their starting quarterback, James Morgan, and I'm predicting Penn State's running a, running attack to do really good as well. So it'll be too much for Minnesota. I don't think there's an upset coming here. In the last two games, UCF Knights at East Carolina Pirates. Have you seen UCF's offense? Their quarterback got something like nine touchdowns nine touchdowns last week and that's crazy no one does that too often so I mean who knows I think I'm gonna pick UCF on this one they have the great offense and let's see if their defense can step up too and East Carolina has been also iffy they've been up and down but I heard they won a game in four overtime last week so kudos to them I'm picking UCF Knights for this one and last, but certainly not least, you want to stay tuned right now to this pick, because I'm about to blow your minds. It's number 17-ranked Kansas State Wildcats at number 8, TCU Horn Frogs. And I'm... I, okay, I'll explain it. This game's on FS1. TCU just came off a huge win at Oklahoma State. Everyone's like, oh yeah, they're so good. They're easily going to get this win. But they're going to be like celebrating and not really preparing as much for the game as they should be, and Kansas State's a very dangerous team, because Adrian Martinez can run the ball, so can Deuce Vaughn, their running attack is crazy good, so I'm going to pick Kansas State to be the heads-up team, I think they're going to get the upset here, because they only have one loss, and I think they're going to be motivated to get this Big 12 conference win, and if they do, I'm just saying, I'm, I got it right. So I'm happy about that. Come on, Kansas State. Only 11% of people have picked them to win this game, and I'm going to join that 11% of people. So so I really hope Kansas State can get the win here. <laughs> but that wraps up Pick'em.
Now we're going to head to Rankings Roundup with Gabe the Babe and see the new rankings. Are you ready to round up some rankings? Because Gabe the Babe's here and he's excited about these rankings. Let's head to him. Gabe the Babe, what do you have to say about these new rankings? Oh, I think it's pretty good. I mean, Tennessee and Alabama switched spots. Tennessee used to be number six, Alabama used to be number three, and they swip up because Tennessee got the win. So now Tennessee's three and Alabama's six. The top ten is number one, Georgia, number two, Ohio State, number three, Tennessee, number four, Michigan, number five, Clemson, number six, Alabama, number seven, Ole Miss, number eight, TCU, number nine, UCLA, and number ten, Oregon. So if you've noticed, Oregon against UCLA is going to be a top ten matchup. That's why you should watch this game, everyone. Great decision, Gabe the Babe. So I have another question to ask you. How many teams in the SEC are in the top ten, can you see? Well, I see that right here. So let's say there's Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, and Ole Miss. Four teams of the SEC in the top ten. That's crazy, everyone. There's, like, so many teams, and only a portion of them are in the SEC, a small portion. Yet the teams are very good that are in the SEC. And so they have four of them in the top ten. The other ones are Ohio State and Michigan are from the Big Ten. TCU is from the Big 12, and UCLA and Oregon are from the Pac-12. And Clemson's from the ACC. So really, it's SEC representing well in the top 10. Thanks for your answers, Gabe the Babe. I think, how many te undefeated teams can you see on the rankings here? I want to know that. Okay, so what I can see here, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine undefeated teams. Wow, that's pretty good. That's a lot of teams staying undefeated at this point in the season. I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Ole Miss, TCU, UCLA, and Syracuse. Syracuse, that's crazy. They're undefeated at this point in the season. Like, they must not be a joke. Seriously. Same with TCU. Nobody saw these two two teams coming. I just, no, well, I didn't say anything. Nope. You didn't hear nothing. Anyway. There's quite a few undefeated teams. Maybe some Cinderella teams for a college football playoff. Some teams that could ruin other teams' chances. So, yep. Thanks for your answers, Gabe the Babe. We're done here. It's time for some dad jokes. What did one plate whisper to the other plate? Dinner is on me. How do you teach kids about taxes? Eat 38% of their ice cream. Don't forget to watch UCLA at Oregon this week, because it's a huge game in college football. This is Gabe's game, everybody. That wraps up my podcast for today. As always, thanks for listening, and if you liked it, be sure to check out my new recordings every week and share with a fellow Cougs fan. See you next time. Go Cougs!